I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 179 of the Cantabite Dispatch. I'm Emily Vind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I am doing good. Just hanging out on this surprisingly rainy day. I woke up, and I didn't... You know that when you wake up, and you're like, oh, shit, I didn't know it was going to snow? Well, that's how I am with rain. Because, like, Californians in rain are, like, a special breed because we don't know how to drive in it. We don't know what to do in it. Like, we just, like, internally freak out. So I would love to see what snow to San Diego County would do. I mean, probably not anything good. As we are currently seeing in Texas and places that do not have the infrastructure. Yeah. Thinking about all our friends and everyone in, in Texas right now dealing with that. That's horrible. Yeah, uh, it's not a time that you want uh, power outages. I've seen people tweeting that it's like 40 degrees inside their house. Ugh, I can't imagine. That's awful. Yeah. But hopefully people, I don't know, hopefully their fucking shit can get sorted out soon. Because that's, you can't do that for days at a time. Especially not, you know, like thinking of elderly people who are homebound it's it's scary yeah that's that's way scary i hope that they get the power back soon or just like miraculously like something good happens because i just feel like 2021 just i don't know i hate like blaming years on problems like just problems happen because of problems so i just hope that this problem goes away soon yeah and if you are listening to our show in texas where you have this problem, we hope that you got through it okay. Um, yeah. Anything exciting going on in Britney land or Britney television land? Well, Britney land, there's a lot of good going on. Uh, I wouldn't say a lot of good. I mean, I'm still unemployed, so <laughs> that's not that's not the best. But, uh valentine's day was great for some reason for the past two valentine's days like it's always been like ruined so like this was the first one 
that was like actually fine. And funny enough, like we didn't do anything except get lunch and go on this like weirdly strenuous hike. But the day before we went, we went on a hike where uh, it it rained the day before. So the streams were going They They're they're flowing like there was no tomorrow. So we had to use our American Ninja Warrior skills and like jump over rocks and like make makeshift bridges and go over those and try not to get our devices wet forever to the point where we had to buy new ones. It was always it's fun, though, because we learned that we can throw well because we would have to throw our phones or like our watches like somewhere to make sure like they want to get wet or anything. But it kind of sucked because like we got to a point on that hike where like we couldn't finish it because like just the path was weird or there was just like too much Mm -hmm. water where we just had to say fuck it and just like run through the middle of a stream. I totally probably uh, ruined a pair of hiking boots, but I think it was worth it. It was fun to test my outdoor skills. It's an adventure. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of if anything else has been going on. I jumped back on the Gossip Girl horse because I decided I wanted to damage my mental health. So okay, it's... always good. Where are you now on the show? I am on season five. I believe it's episode six or seven. So the season's already not my favorite. Season four, I think, was the best. Season four and season one were the two best seasons of Gossip Girl, I think. I mean, uh, no, I think I know. Because, like, the other seasons were a little lackluster. This one, I feel like they're trying to get us to feel bad for Dan again. Because, like, Dan's book came out and he trashed all of his friends because he's trash. And then... (laughs) And then... Serena's trash and then like Nate is dating this like British lady who wants to be like the new gossip girl and she's so shady but I feel like we've seen her before but I'm too lazy to go back and see like where we've seen her because Chuck introduced himself to her and he's like holy shit you look familiar and I'm thinking did she bang Chuck before or something and then there's this romance with the prince like Blair's engaged to the prince and she's pregnant and she just had a little contest of who's going to be the bridesmaid that makes me want to do that when i get married a contest of who's going to be my no that's awful that's like america's (laughs) next top model like on steroids or something um i mean not much is going on in the season so far that like i'm intrigued in i'm just waiting for blair and chuck to get back together because like i know that's gone it's inevitable that's gonna happen i just don't know when and the world isn't right when Bluck and Ch- Chuck and Blair are together. So it just is frustrating. And then Serena just keeps being Serena and doing dumb Serena shit. Where she just does things so selfishly. And then at the end of the episode, she's like, man, I don't think I should have done that. Well, you're almost done. I'm so excited to be done because this show is just so draining now like this is not a show meant to be binged because it's just it's so much that when you stop it and get back on it it just you have to remember like so much information like unfortunately there's so many goddamn characters where you have to know exactly what's going on in their heads in that moment and then like they add on new people like there's this chick her name is charlie 
She is supposedly Blair's cousin, but actually in real life, not in, in real Gossip Girl life, it's just some random chick named Ivy who was hired to get um, Charlie, like real Charlie. I don't even know if Charlie exists. So real Charlie exists somewhere. And now fake Charlie has access to her bank account because she wanted to give it to mom who wants to do something with the money. And I don't know how that's going to work out because now Charlie is with British lady who's the new gossip girl and she knows that her name's not Charlie. She knows that her name's Ivy. So she wants to do something with that. She wants to blackmail her somehow. And you almost feel bad for for Ivy even though that she's playing everyone. So it just it's weird what this show does to your brain knowing that there's just so much going on. And that I have the mental capacity to know exactly what's going on in Gossip Girl, but, like, not the mental capacity to, like, put, like, spaceships in the sky or, like, do something, like, good for the environment. I don't know. It just, it's, it's a weird, it's I mean, a weird you could, hobby. You could, you could maybe go smaller than spaceships. I guess. I mean, I am proud of myself, though, because I... This year, I told myself that I wanted to be sustainable and not pollute the earth with brand new clothing. So I've been secondhand shopping like for the past like couple weeks slash months. And it's been fun because, you know me, I love my deals. And I think it's fun to that you can do it online because it's mm-hmm. so genius because with the pandemic going on right now, like there's this cute website. It's called ThreadUp and you can get like any clothes and some are like in like great condition and some are just like oh you know it's been worn a couple times and I think it's fun to like look for things and be like I like this I saw this somewhere I want to try to recreate it and like I'm recycling clothes and that makes me feel good and I'm doing something good for the environment and so I guess it makes me feel less horrible that I have all this gossip girl knowledge and don't know what to do with it I mean, there's not a lot you can do with gossip girl knowledge. You can talk about it on the podcast or you can talk about it with Steel Saunders, but that's about it. Yeah, that is actually inspired by the reason why I wanted to continue this this purge was because I I need to review the season five finale with someone. And it's funny because five is my lucky number. And it takes me back to that lovely time for his birthday stream when we went through my memory box. <laughs> how much fun that was for for everyone and for me to go through Brittany Town 2010 through 2013 or 2008 to 2013. I don't know. Way too much time. Probably the span of the Gossip Girl series because it's funny because I'm getting to the point now where the songs are becoming like more to date like this last episode they played a Lana Del Rey song and I'm like oh god we're getting there we're close to 2013 like it's just it's madness just where we started and where we are now on Gossip Girl it's quite the journey it is I love it and I hate it but anyways enough of Brittany Town what's going on in Emily Town um not much I'm well, I'm still sort of watching Peaky Blinders, but it's slow going because it's sort of just like I can only do like one at a time. Mostly I'm still watching Poirot because Poirot is just like, here's an hour long mystery and then it wraps up. And I like that. And also it has lots of guest stars who I recognize from other shit, but they're like babies. 
because you know the show's from the mid well started in the mid 90s so there's lots of character actors from british tv that i recognize and then they turn out to be murderers like 75 percent of the time wow but you know for a second i thought you were say- you're gonna say that you watch porn and i was like oh okay cool but I don't think that porn happens in this show, but even if it did, then no. So it's Poirot, a murder Poirot mystery. Is, yes, uh, it's based off a series of Agatha Christie books and short stories. She uh, Poirot, Hercule Poirot, was one of her big, like probably her biggest um, detective. He's the one who's in Murder on the Orient Express. and he's very Belgian and fussy and I like it a lot but he's also probably asexual Hmm. there's like one episode where he kind of develops feelings for one woman but she turns out to be a criminal and he like sends her on her way because he doesn't want to arrest her but she can't hang around because she's a criminal and he is a world-famous detective. That's heartbreaking. The one that got away. Yeah. But otherwise, otherwise, he seems has no interest in, in sex whatsoever, which is kind of like nice to not have to deal with stupid like romance shit. It's just kind of like he just solves mysteries and that's what he, he likes mysteries and he likes to eat good food. That sounds like a delightful life. Just <laughs> solving mysteries and eating food. Yeah. Those are things that I would like to do. Mostly just the food part, to be honest. But I don't know. I think you'd be pretty good at like solving mysteries. I don't know. I'm not particularly observant. that's where I'd come in and help because like I am like I am crazy observant like I I lurk many subreddits and Twitter and I know I know my shit (laughs) and I would send you that shit be like here Emily here's the report from today today Catherine did this on Twitter and and Noah took a picture with a cat (laughs) some interesting mysteries that we're solving apparently (laughs) yeah Um, I don't know yeah but then we had we had in between watching Poirot episodes we had Star Wars news and we had kind of fantastic Star Wars news actually and that is that they finally announced that Gina Crano is no longer employed by Lucasfilm. And the exact quote put out by some spokesperson was, Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm, and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Uh, Lucasfilm said in a statement, nevertheless, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. I mean, abhorrent is a fairly strong word for a like PR person to use. And I thought that was great. Um... This has been interesting, uh, as we've as we've seen this is, it seems, according to articles 
by The Hollywood Reporter and elsewhere, like we had speculated about back when Disney did their big Investor's Day presentation where they announced all the shit, we had wondered if they were originally going to announce the um, Watch call it show, Rangers of the New Republic, as the uh, Cara Dune spinoff. And it seems they were set to announce a show with her and decided not to back then. Um, Gina is claiming that she found out through Twitter that like everybody else did that she was fired, but that seems like bullshit and more like her trying to be the victim again, which she's been trying to do um, throughout this. I mean, if they, you know, didn't announce her show back in December that seems like a pretty, you know, big step since she was in the process of having her management negotiate salary and stuff like that. Um, she was also dropped by her management. Um, she, uh, no, Hasbro is pulling further Caradune action figures. I see Amazon apparently like delisted a couple of the other Caradune stuff. And then today, Hollywood Reporter came out with a new article that says their sources are telling them that we might be looking at a recast rather than them just scraping the character completely. Yeah, I, I'm in favor of a recast because that shows that like she should and she needs to be replaced because like the idea of the character is great. The story of the character is great. The only reason why this last season to give two shits because we had someone who was comparing being a Republican to someone that was going through the Holocaust, a Jewish person. Like it just, it is insane to me that someone could spread that much hatred and sit there and completely be like, I'm the victim. I'm this, I'm going to go work at Ben Shapiro. No, fuck you. Like, who gives a shit about Ben Shapiro? Who gives a shit about you? Your management doesn't give a shit about you because they let you go because you're so just, you don't apologize. That's the thing is that I I go on celebrity gossip sites and one of the first things I saw, I think it was like the next day was Gina Carano was back on Twitter, did not apologize. Like, she just, she's such, she's so bad and it makes me angry that there's people out there that are still defending her. I think like Ted Cruz went online. <laughs> Fuck you, Ted Cruz, who went Man, online. That's how, you know, that's how you know you're on the wrong fucking side when Ted Cruz is on your side. What a piece of shit. He needs to shave that disgusting ass <laughs> pube beard. He looks like a pie. He's a pile of shit who looks like a pile of shit. But yeah. And the thing is, um, like according to the uh, and again like all of this is according to because you know, who knows exactly how stuff went down but according to a lot of these articles is she was given several chances they you know when the, I, I believe when the awful uh beep blop loop uh transgender like the pronoun thing happened which sh- honestly i think they should have fired her on the spot back then but they're like you need to first of all like apologize using this language which she refused to do because she's like i'm gonna do it in my own language and then her apology was complete bullshit and not an apology but like she was warned repeatedly 
you know, like stop posting transphobic shit, stop posting anti-Semitic shit, because the the um being a Republican is like being in the like a Jew in the Holocaust thing is not the first anti-Semitic thing that she posted. There was that terrible, you know, like New World Order cartoon, political political cartoon that she had put up the you know where it's the the george soros and a bunch of other very obviously semitic archetypes sitting around a table that's like and people are knelt down with the you know the the world on top of them and the caption is if we stand up then they lose or some shit like that and I, i mean she's just been repeatedly awful she should have gone a long time ago um i wonder if maybe they were just hoping they could do it all quietly and would never have to make an announcement but she just kept saying so many horrible things that they had to put out the statement being like yeah she doesn't work for us anymore but everything she said was awful yeah, the thing that gets me is that, like, I would have loved a a tweet or just something from, like, Lucasfilm, like, acknowledging that they that she no longer works for them. Because, you know, they made that statement a couple weeks ago, you know, over, you know, that they don't condone racism. So what else? I would love to hear Lucasfilm, what else you don't condone? Because the fact that they condone this behavior from Gina for so long, like, I'm great that they fired her. I mean, I'm happily, I'm happy that they did that. But the fact that it took this long, because I know that they couldn't fire her because, like, she was a Republican. But just the shit that she was saying was just so vile and disgusting. And especially that last, last Instagram that she made about the Holocaust was so insulting. And I... I'm just dumbfounded that she still thinks that the only reason why she was fired was because she was a Republican and that she's using that as like a defense of, oh, like I can't share my religious views or else I'm going to be fired. No, like you got fired because you're awful. It's super disingenuous. It's a way to, to try to get people who haven't necessarily seen all the shit she's posted to just be like oh did you hear you know she got fired because she was conservative like that's the narrative they want because then they can get even you know more moderate conservatives on their side and it's just it's so fucking disgusting like you know not for nothing marvel fucking fired chuck windig because he was like tweeting about trump so I don't know. Just speaking of things I'm still mad about, but yeah, it's it's fucking ridiculous. Fuck her. I'm glad she's gone. Um at first I was just hoping they were just gonna write out the character, but honestly I think it's kind of even better if they recast her one because I like that character, but also I think it's a bigger fuck you. Yeah. That'd be amazing if like she just got replaced by just some amazing I don't even I don't even know who like I would want this yeah look look, I know Lucy Glogas is quite a bit older than her but have you seen her she still looks fucking amazing and can still totally kick ass yeah yeah that's a good one I don't know like I don't know like who (sighs) I mean the problem I have with recasting that role is I there's a reason they picked her which is you know she had the the fighting background and i don't know any other 
women actors who who have that background. Well, do like a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen in Full House and put the Bella Twins in. I don't know who that is. They're some women wrestlers. There's this show on E. Steel's gonna laugh because I know that he knows like all the wrestling stuff and like my like I only know wrestling because like there's this show on the E network called Total Divas about like women wrestlers and there's Brie Brie Bella and Nikki Bella and Nikki Bella was dating John Cena for like the longest time like before John Cena got like annoyingly famous because he he's like he thinks that he's the rock and then yeah, like I don't know who the, I don't know who the rock thinks he is but I don't know just I don't know who any of these people think they are but yeah John Cena he was so weird like he like refused to marry Nikki because of he was married before but then he proposes and then it's weird because like a couple days before the wedding like Nikki's like now I'm good then she's now with her previous like dancing with the stars uh dancer guy because she was on the show and she danced with the guy she's like he was an asshole but then like they got together now they have a kid she's happy because like that's all she's ever wanted was a kid and John Cena never wanted kids but then he was like if you want a kid I'll give you a kid she's like well I want you to have a kid too I want you to want this and I don't know, just drama, drama, drama. But yeah, maybe one of the Bella, maybe one of the Bella twins. I'm looking them up right now. I I still prefer Lucy Lawless, but it was fine. Yeah, I don't know, but this like this definitely like makes me think of of like Hollywood in general because it's like I know that there's a ton of conservative people in Hollywood like I think Chris Pratt is like probably like one of the biggest ones right now like yeah. I think everyone everyone and their mothers know that like Chris Pratt is probably a Republican and very conservative and he's not on Twitter you know going on about like this or that like I just I think that her argument towards you know why she got fired or this or that or you know freedom of speech it's just it's bullshit and it just makes me mad that there are people that are, like, still depending on her shitty behavior or think that's okay. And that are going against Star Wars now because they fired Gina. But, I mean, the reason why that we are, <laughs> that sometimes we fight with Star Wars is because, you know, they hire people who are racist and homophobic and transphobic. And they don't do anything about it until, like, it's either too late or until, okay, well, we got to do something. Yeah, look, nobody's... Nobody's getting fired because of their fucking opinions on the tax code or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, are there a difference between that kind of conservatism and openly being a fucking bigot? Yeah, that, there's a main difference between being, like, conservative and a bigot. And some people really love to, you know, throw that out there that because I'm, because I'm conservative, you think I'm a bigot. It's just it's like, God, like just have your opinions about taxes or something you just have your just don't fucking don't 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 be gina carano be throwing those terrible memes out there i already see that shit on facebook i don't need to see that from actual like actors yeah and honestly if you're at this point if you're saying she got fired because she's a conservative then you're seeing that anti-semitism and transphobia and all that shit is like you're saying those are part of being a conservative and that seems more like a thing that you should have a problem with than like than anything else like you're the ones who are defending that then you're admitting that's part of your platform 
the fact that there are people like out there who who see that post and they're like yeah man that's exactly how i feel like go fuck yourself like i just i can't believe that there are people out there that like really think that just you illiterate motherfuckers like it just it it shows like educate yourself god please because you are spreading this incorrect incorrectness to your just the future and the future doesn't need this like gina carano you can we we got we got rid of her like let's let this be a lesson (laughs) that this stuff shouldn't be tolerated the other thing is that that i see uh, you know a lot of people um posting about is uh, hollywood isn't liberal yes there's a lot of actors and a lot of directors and writers who are liberal but hollywood executives are on the whole very conservative rich old white dudes and the reason that gina crona got fired is she was so insistent on loudly proclaiming her bigotry in public that disney looks at their bottom line or Lucasfilm, I don't know how the how these decisions are made, and they go, it's not it's not worth it. Like she's causing us more trouble, and firing like the backlash we'll get from firing her is less than we'll get if we keep her. Like they don't give a shit if she's transphobic or any of that. They care how that affects their bottom line, and that's how that's how like all corporations are so yeah the the this whole like oh well you know it's just hollywood is so liberal like that's such bullshit not the people who are actually financing and running studios yeah it just it's it's funny how people assume things like i i hate going back to gossip girl but there is an episode of gossip girl <laughs> oh, i'm excited where, to hear how this connects where uh dan's book was uh people wanted to make films over it and his agent was like i got harvey weinstein on the line and i'm like <gasps> oh no no, no! back when, when what a thing of the past that deserves to rot in hell yeah i feel like there's 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 got to be a lot of of movies and tv shows and shit that have weinstein jokes i know just just seeing dan's enthusiasm being like oh my god that's so exciting and i'm like no it's not get out (laughs) but it it just shows that hollywood doesn't give a fuck until they have to until speaking of speaking of didn't getting fired didn't the bachelor host say that he's stepping down yeah he so said some like he defended some racist ass shit yeah so chris harrison like bachelor nation like if bachelor nation if you're listening to to this podcast right now like i have to say fuck chris harrison for sitting down with rachel Lindsay, who was the first black bachelorette and yeah i watched part of her season i liked her she is wonderful and she works for extra now and it's weird because she works next to billy bush and i'm like mm. that's interesting but going back to so they had an interview 
where, you know, the talk about the Bachelor season, everything going on. Well, first off, this season, the Bachelor is like really bad. But going back to that, just editing is awful. Um, They're purposely showing their contestants who are people of color and they're they're showing them as like mean and it just they're all getting all of them are getting bad edits like the only person that's getting the good edit is one contestant named Rachel who has a very racist past I talked this previously on the podcast but she showed she went to an antebellum themed a dance or a party in college and has a bunch has a really big racist past and and Rachel um Rachel the extra host asked Chris about this and said hey you know what's going on with this and Chris just denounced everything and was talking about the woke police and he just was it was very ignorant it was very hard to watch him just denounce everything and defend her a white man defending a white woman over things has nothing to do with them because we have no right to say whether we should forgive a white person for the horrible and racist things that we've done yeah because what i saw it was like i didn't i didn't watch the video but it was but it was like oh you know she's a really like she's really nice kind woman and she didn't mean blah 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 it's just sick and it's amazing seeing bachelor nation seeing everyone like speak out about this and chris harrison decided to step aside rightfully so because the Bachelor needs to improve on their casting and their portrayal of, you know, people of color on the show because a lot of them are getting really bad edits and it's having people go on their social, people are going on their social medias and like sending them death threats, you know, all because like they, they got into an argument about this, you, you know, it's like you're in a house with 14 women fighting over, you know, the love of a man, like, fights are are inevitable and are going to happen and it just women pitting women against each other and just the whole show's just doing they just the show needs a total rebranding and i'm glad that they started that in chris harrison leaving because it's it's just not right what he did and what the show is doing to people yeah that's uh yeah uh, considering it's it's hardly the first time that issues of race have come up on that show. I I can't believe he stuck his foot in his mouth that badly. What a fucking idiot. He was getting weirdly angry too, like talking about like, you know, people like are he kept saying like the woke police thing. Oh, I have to geez. go back in the interview and and because I watched it again last night and I'm just how did how did he let that happen? Like how how ignorant must this man be? And yeah, I mean, first of all, the put I don't want to say putting aside the racism of just defending this woman in the first place, because obviously that's not something you can just put aside. But what I mean is the fact that he was stupid enough, the guy who has, I mean, been posting The Bachelor since the beginning, right? And is yeah. like deeply involved with like the whole run of that show. Like he's not just the host, like he's like... It, produces it and a bunch of other shit i believe yeah he's like the face of the show the fact that he is dumb enough to say that on tv to a black woman is like it shows how deeply entrenched 
that is. Yeah, and it's funny because in interviews, like she's alluded to that they've had these conversations like behind the scenes, like so many times of him just just the ignorant comments and this isn't the first time that chris harrison has like done like sketchy things like he was a couple years ago he was questioned like why there hasn't been like a black bachelor or bachelorette and he's like oh just the opportunity hasn't arisen and i'm like thinking about like wait wait a second wait a second we've had some wonderful contestants on this show like what do you mean what do you mean the opportunity hasn't arisen for another Another brunette? Do you know how many fucking brunettes just have been bachelor? Like, they all, like, there's a meme that just, like, they all look the same, you know? Like, it's, (sighs) representation is a thing, and we should be getting that in The Bachelor. There's never been an Asian bachelor bachelorette. Like, there's only been a black bachelorette twice. Like, this is our first black bachelor, and... It just, it sucks because we need that. We need to be inclusive. We need to, we need to do a lot of things and we need lots of improvement. And it just shows that this show is very behind the times and something needs to happen for it to become more relatable. Have not models on the show, have people with different body types on the show. Like every, not everyone looks the same in this in the United States or anywhere. Like, we need to be inclusive. They need to do a queer season. I would watch the shit out of that. I don't know. It just, it sucks. And also, it, it just everything about like there's always been issues going on with like contestants like this isn't the first scandal of a contestant's racist past it just is something that they sideline and this shouldn't be sidelined anymore like i'm so glad that so many people have like spoken up against this because this is terrible behavior and just the show needs a total revamp and a total change because like the times are changing and the times have changed and the bachelor still thinks it's living in like the 2000s or something or it's just it's ridiculous yeah uh, uh, yeah fuck that show um also you were i noticed your fucking shirt Brittany. I know. Brittany, Don't remind Brittany me of my mistakes. Of, Brittany is wearing a Rise of Skywalker shirt, and I think I might have to kick her off the podcast. Okay, That is so, so off-brand. It is. It is. And ironically, like, now this has been passed down to a pajama shirt because none of my clothes fucking fit anymore. And when I bought this shirt, <laughs> it's celebration two years ago. I'm like, oh, like, I think I fit in a large. And now I can wear this as a fucking dress. So, you know what? That's my middle finger to the Rise of Skywalker is that it wasn't even good enough to wear in public. <laughs> Don't ever wear that on our show again. Really disappointed in you. <laughs> Funny enough, like I, I was, I, I took a shower after running today, and I was like looking at like what I should wear, and I was like, I, I want to wear something comfortable, and I saw this shirt out, and I'm like, I wonder if Emily's gonna say anything about it, and I'm like, no, nah, okay, because <laughs> I can't believe you thought I wouldn't. I can't believe that either. I promise that I will not wear this shirt while 
podcasting anymore. But I mean, this shirt costs like 20 bucks. Like I have to wear it like a couple times. Like the fact that it's been tossed down to a pajama shirt, I I need to get many years worth of maybe I can like spray paint it or like do something like nice to it. Good something nicer will. than the whole movie. Good will. You know, that's not a bad idea. I think that possibly someone... I, funny enough, I did see, like, a Last Jedi shirt somewhere, and I think I want to buy it. I need, I I want more, like, vintage Star Wars stuff or just, like, Star Wars stuff in general. But also, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that counts as vintage. But I... But I almost don't because, like, I've been really fucking disappointed in Star Wars for, like, the last couple of years. So I don't know if I want to wear something that I, I want to be, like, 100%, like, committed. So maybe I need to find some, like, Gossip Girl merch or something. Or, you know what's not problematic? Survivor. I don't think out of Survivor's, like, 40-something seasons, like, they have, been, other than that one contestant who was sexually assaulting people and they had to kick him out. Like, I don't yeah, think that. Bad. That is pretty bad. So never mind. Fuck Survivor. No, not fuck Survivor. I love Jeff Probst. I would invite him over to dinner and ask him a bunch of questions about how... Because he just... He loves that show. And he's not problematic at all. But I I want to fully support something 100%. Because I, I know what it's like to be part of something that I'm just like, you know what? Like, I don't like this. And then just feeling bad because it's like, man, like, I want to be part of something that I, like, I 100% support. Like, I can never do those, like, those paid sponsorships because I'm so honest. And, like, the fact that I'm getting paid to promote something that, like, I probably don't 100% like, like, I would feel really shitty. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I, I mean, no, because let's see. I mean... Uh, the all the all the Joss Whedon stuff that came out this week. I mean, he, he's been known to be a piece of shit for a while, but not quite not quite to this level. So that was that was fun because yeah, but I mean, you can't deal with uh, that's Buffy and Angel and Firefly and Cabin in the Woods because fuck that dude forever. Um, I would say like I'm watching Poirot, but Agatha Christie was writing in the 30s, so. There's some not great race stuff in those books that they do a little better in on the show, but the show is also like mid nineties. So it's not always great. Um, Yeah. Everything's bad. It's hard to find some, it's hard to find something to a hundred percent like commit in because like, there's always problems, you know, it just, it sucks. Like, I'm a 100% commitment kind of gal. Like, we are talking about, like, one-night stands last week. I don't think I could ever do a one-night stand, but it's fun to pretend. But, yeah, it just, it, it sucks. And especially, like, the Joss Whedon stuff. Like, that just, that's awful. Like, reading all the shit that happened in Michelle Trachenberg, like, how, like, she, like... There, there was a rule that he couldn't be alone in a room with her. Like, that just makes me so sad that just that was ignored for so fucking long until now. Like, these statements make me yeah. so sad because these people feel like they can't. And I mean, of course, like, whenever they're ready to, you know, announce this or to, you know, let the world know that, hey, this person's a big pile of shit. But feeling like they can't do that. Like, it just it's so heartbreaking. 
Yeah, that that was rough because Buffy and Angel were for a very long time like my fandoms, like the fandoms I was most involved in, like the stuff I've written the most fanfic for, the stuff I talked to, like on like old message boards and live journal about, like the the website I used to to moderate. That was all. That was all Buffyverse shit, and fucking, it, it's hard. And I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. It was. It was a bad week for that. Because again, like it had been known for a while that he was not a good guy, and there had been the open letter that his ex-wife wrote that he's talking about all the affairs that he's had. But the and and then of course more recently the. Um, racism claims that came up during Justice League with Ray Fisher and that and then to see the the stuff that Charisma Carpenter had to say about him I don't know was really fucking depressing because there, there I think yeah, there is a difference between hey this guy cheated on his wife a lot and hey this guy was a huge racist bully who was encouraged one of his actresses to get an abortion like that's some pretty fucked up shit It's just sick, and it makes me sad that, you know, these people went through that. And it makes me sadder knowing that this shit is still happening in Hollywood, and we're just going to find out in the next, like, five to ten years which big director right now or which big producer right now is still, like, yeah, participating in this behavior. And it, it just makes me sad for everyone around because, yeah, it's Hollywood. Hollywood doesn't care. Like, it's filled with Josh we- Joss Whedon-like people. Like, it just it's, yeah, I, it's yeah. horrible. I mean, that's, that's the thing is – his behavior wasn't secret. I mean, if if the set had a rule that he couldn't be alone in a room with Michelle Trachtenberg, that doesn't happen in, like, a vacuum. That means, A, something happened to create that rule, and also, it, it means the, the production knew, the studio knew, probably the network knew. Yeah, it just, it's so sad. It is so sad that it's just another example of just, I don't, I don't know, just the fact that it's another fandom or another thing letting us down, you know, Star Wars let us down with just plenty of shit, plenty of shit. And you have, you know, the Buffy verse and angel verse I don't know it just it really sucks and I really feel for everyone who feels let down um to shift back to Star Wars we did get well I mean I guess something to be optimistic about which is uh Ryan Johnson was apparently doing an interview and the the woman who was doing it says that he is still working on his trilogy. Uh, there's no timeline set for that yet because he has other projects that he's working on. I don't see this so much as a confirmation that the Ryan Johnson movies are going to happen so much as a confirmation is they haven't been canceled. <laughs> What is good? It's just with Star Wars now, I'm like, okay, once we actually have like 
an announcement or you know a year of release or something then i'll then i'll get excited about those movies i was i'm I'm happy to know that they're not canceled yet i'm happy to know that this is star wars's only hope to like get at least a little better (laughs) like (laughs) Ryan did so much of The Last Jedi, and I have been desperate for some change in Star Wars. And I, I feel like Ryan, Ryan could could help us out with that. You know, creating new characters, new things, like things things that make me and many others very happy. And yeah, and and yeah, like there's stuff that that I, I don't want to. I don't want to say that Ryan is perfect. I mean, obviously, the the stuff that came out with with John Boyega's unhappiness over over Finn's uh, story arc there. So I hope that I hope that's something that Ryan has seriously listened to and can definitely do better with whatever project he does next. But in terms of his vision of Star Wars as a whole, he is the person that I am most hopeful about. Me too. And Taika Waititi, thinking of what Star Wars he has in that beautiful brain of his. I can't even begin to imagine what he is going to do. I love that man. I love everything that he's done. I love him as a person. I pray to God he is as good of a person as he seems to be. Because if we find out that he's a creep, it's going to be devastating. Yeah. Hollywood sucks. Well, Emily, you've been reading lately? Uh, yeah, one second. I gotta go unlock the door, but I'll be right back. Oh. Sorry about that. Ah, oh, you're good. Yeah, so I read the Claudia Gray Young Adult um Kyra Public book, which is Into the Dark. It's it's a pretty quick read. Um I I liked it quite a bit. I you know, it is a young adult novel. I think the plot is maybe not the best. There's evil plant beings who I'm not crazy about, but um it felt more like a new era to me than The Light of the Jedi did. Um there's some cool new characters there's also just like some jedi actually questioning things um there's one where they have one of the jedi masters is there's some flashbacks to when he lost his own master and he he's talking about how he doesn't understand how the jedi can expect you you know to spend years as a padawan training with your master 
and not expect you to go an attachment to them and why they should be expected to repress emotions and stuff at this huge loss. And, and I liked that. There's another one who is sort of, I guess, taking a sabbatical from the Jedi Order because she feels like what the Force is telling her to do is sometimes goes against what the Jedi are telling her to do. And I, and I feel it's the most we've seen that kind of introspection on that, which isn't just like somebody deciding to join the dark side or something, but actually just questioning the Jedi themselves and whether what they're doing is the right way of doing things. That sounds way deeper and more insightful than the last book that you read. Like, I feel like we actually get thoughts that we've never <laughs> seen from Jedi before. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, I like, I've liked most of the Claudia Gray stuff that I've read. But no, I, I like this one a lot. Again, it's young adult, so it's it's a really pretty quick read. Um, I think the, the, the flashback stuff, even though I liked the two Jedi characters who it's about, um, isn't as strong in terms of like it doesn't, it just sort of, I feel like it needed to be a bigger presence in the book almost because it seems to have been the end. It's sort of like it's supposed to be this huge life changing mission, but you don't, you don't feel it enough. But overall, I really liked it. If you are going to pick up any of these books, I would, I would recommend this one. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad that it was a, a quick read. Because I know that sometimes it could take like a long time with Star Wars books in general. Because I know that you're used to reading like non-Star Wars books, like books that like you're actually like interested in, <laughs> and it could be like yeah. a little bit of a chore. So I'm glad that it wasn't like too much of a chore. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel like a slog at all. Um, the action's all pretty quick, and and I liked again, I liked the characters. There's a one of the the Jedi has a lightsaber kind of like the one that Dark Ray had, the hinged two lightsaber one. Hmm. And I thought that was neat. That is pretty cool. Um I think that might be it for today, unless you have anything else. I mean, no, we haven't talked about Deadwood for a while, but since we had a, like actual Star Wars news this week, I feel like we can probably push that one off again. I mean, nothing happened this last episode other than Alma getting an abortion. Right? Because well, I'm and, already and, forgetting. And Al's confrontation with Hearst. That oh. did not end well. Yeah, Hearst is a scary mofo. Yeah, that guy's bad. I don't like him. I still can't believe this is the last season. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I'm going to watch the next episode next week because... Yeah, we will just... We'll, yeah, we can watch that and then we'll just sort of catch up. Wonderful. Fantastic. Brittany, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram 
at EFLind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBiPod. You can send us email um, CantoBiPod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, on that, thank you for listening. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a ghetto bitch. Brittany, the Jinj, and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, ghetto bitch number one.